Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the life, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognizes Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbe country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by Rochelle Courtney, the founder and managing director of Share the Dignity. I met Rochelle last year at the Osmumpreneur conference and retreat, and she was warm, engaging, enthusiastic, and simply had an incredible presence from the moment I saw her. I did know about Share the Dignity, and I had heard of Rochelle and seen her through the Osmumpreneur community, but meeting her in person uh, was next level. She's absolutely living and loving her personal brand and she is so passionate about Share the Dignity and their mission to end period poverty in Australia. It is, you know, absolutely infectious to be around her and to get to hear her story one-on-one on this podcast and to share it with you was a privilege and as you will hear, quite emotional. So I don't want to hold you any longer from hearing this wonderful episode, please welcome Rochelle Courtenay from Share the Dignity. Hello, Rochelle, and welcome to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. So I always love to start our um, podcast with the lovely existential question of who are you? Can you tell us a little bit about you in your words? Yeah, I'm Rochelle. Um, I am a mother of two amazing daughters and grandmother of a little boy called Levi. I'm I'm a wife. I'm a friend. I am the founder of Share the Dignity. Um, I'm lots of things, but I am also at peace with who I am and what I'm doing. It's amazing. And I got to the the pleasure of meeting you in person at the Osmumpreneur Conference last year and 
you can absolutely feel that. Um, and straight away you were so engaging and hello, who are you? Let's talk. And I was like, yay. And I had seen you around, but you were so welcoming to the community um, of women there at Ausmumpreneur. And you're a big part of that community, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Ausmumpreneur um, has been a huge part of Share the Dignity and um, my journey over the last seven years. And I think when I joined Ausmumpreneur, I knew nothing about being part of a charity or anything, but I have met the most incredible women on that journey who have helped me structure this amazing charity to be what it is and the learnings that I've learned from that. And that really is all about women connecting with women and dropping the ladder down wherever you can. I love, oh, drop the ladder down. I love it. Yeah. And well, I guess, you know, I've said a little bit about it, but what is Share the Dignity and what drove you to start this organisation? Like why, why were you so passionate about period poverty or, or how did you come to be, come across it? Yeah, look, seven years ago, I was a, I had my own personal training business and I had my own photography business. And I was reading an article that Mamma Mia had written about um, poverty and women who were experiencing homelessness and how they were experienced, 48,000 women were experiencing homelessness, but they also didn't have access to sanitary items. And I was so embarrassed that I'd never thought what that would be like for a woman to not mm. have access. And people were using socks and newspaper and wadded up toilet paper to deal with their period. And I was just embarrassed that that actually, after I Googled it, was not the very first article to be written about it. And I just thought, how do you jog on from reading something like that? So at that stage, I had maybe, you know, uh, 40, 45 clients who used to come and see me every half an hour um, Monday to Friday, and I would ask them to bring me one packet of pads for every wine they had that month. I was also known as the enter trainer, so I wasn't just a personal trainer. They did come for the entertainment at the same time. <laughs> so that, their half an hour training sessions just used to seem to go really fast because I am so low tolerant of boring things. So their training sessions were never the same, and they were, I always used to try to make them fun. So Actually, when we did that first collection, 450 packets of pads and tampons we collected. Um, but it's not like you're giving a warm jacket to a woman and it keeps her warm for years. It's a monthly problem. And the problem was so much bigger than I ever imagined. And even today, I still sit here and think about now it's a problem of just not those that are experiencing homelessness or fleeing domestic violence. It's women who have got jobs who are now finding it super hard, tough to pay their rent, electricity, their food bill, their fuel for their car, they can't afford the very basic of essentials. So the problem just seems to get bigger and bigger. I mean, at Share the Dignity, um, our motto is to ensure that everyone is afforded the dignity in life that so many of us take for granted. And that was the whole premise of everything that we do. The fact that we can go to our bathroom and just always know that we've got sanitary items or we can brush our teeth, any of those sorts of things are what we're trying to make sure does not exist in Australia. Oh, well, you're making me emotional. I was like, oh, oh it's such a... Um, I cry on a daily like, basis, oh. to be honest. <laughs> it's such a, you know, and I, I had learned about it from um, my travels. So I've, I've travelled with organisations to places like Nepal and India and Cambodia. And I, um, you know, I learned about it there and it's terrible. And I knew about some organisations here to help helping um, women uh, in Uganda and Tanzania and India. And, you know, you sort of go, well, yes, I understand why they don't have access to that. They're in r rural and remote areas and 
you know, living on less than a dollar a day and all that sort of stuff. But then when you hear about that, it's here and there's women down the road. It's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> there's women there's women everywhere. I could drive five minutes where I know that there are women who are living in their car because they cannot get a rental mm-hmm. and they're trying to work part-time. They're trying to raise their kids. It's now school holidays. How are they going to get from one week to the next? The problem is so much greater in Australia than it ever should have to be. Absolutely. It's, yeah. um, it, it's, it is mind-blowing and, and I think the name of the organisation, the dignity, is such a yeah. powerful word and it is that everyone should have that. Absolutely. You know, we've you know we've had some pretty sexy stats of the last seven years. We've collected three point four million packets of pads and tampons. We've collected ten thousand seven hundred menstrual cups, and we're really proud of that because that comes with an education and and Mm -hmm. trying to remove that shame and stigma. We've collected seven hundred and thirty thousand it's in the bag donations, and altogether we're sitting at. 70 million dollars worth of donations that have been donated since we started the charity so this little tiny charity that I thought I can do that or actually I never thought I can do it I just knew I couldn't not do it Mm -hmm. so there was never a thing in my mind that went oh yeah I can do that oh yeah I can do that I just knew that I couldn't not do it and I just had to find I am the biggest believer in just making shit up as you go along and surrounding yourself with people who have skills in ways that you don't have them I'm not great at everything and I'll be the first to put my hand up to say that, but I surround myself with amazing people that have skill sets in the areas that I do not. And even way before we even had the ability to have staff, we've only had staff for the last three years out of our seven years life, right? Mm -hmm. So amazing people have all believed that no woman should ever go without the basic of essentials to get through their life. That's, uh, you know, you're a phenomenal woman, Rochelle, and I've heard the story many times, but it's it's definitely even more powerful when you're getting to hear it firsthand and, and you must tell this story all the time. But, um, you know, you said before, I'm feeling emotional now. Like, how do you live with that kind of daily, I guess, you know, is and I loved what you said about you can't not do it, but, you know, that's a lot of emotion and a lot of um, weight, I guess, of such a worthy cause. So yeah, do I don't know that I feel, I don't feel weight. I feel responsible. I feel like um, I started this bag, <laughs> I opened this can of worms and it's now mine to make sure we um, do the best that we can. I certainly believe that we've made many mistakes and share the dignity. We don't call them mistakes. We just say we've learnt to do it in a better way. So, yeah. um, you know, we just didn't know I just didn't know what needed to be known at the very beginning and now I know oh man data's king this is this and should have had this and should have done this but you know what should have would have could have we just have done always from the very beginning myself and every volunteer has done the best that they can with what they had at that stage that's amazing and so one of the I guess it's so interesting now that you know um, and you have no shame or no you know worry about but um about this sort of topic and you talk about it very openly but did you ever have a concern about I guess aligning yourself and you it is a lot of you showing up it is a lot of your personal brand that has been thrown in even though share the dignity is a organization and it's a charity I'm sure for many years it has been driven by you so did you ever have a concern about I guess associating your brand with I didn't have a brand I didn't really you know I'm just the pad lady from (laughs) the bogan from Brighton is what I used to call myself I just 
knew that I had I couldn't not do what needed to be done for those women and those women don't have a voice and I have a very big voice so I needed to make sure and I never I mean it's not a sexy topic it's been super freaking hard to do a lot of things Mm -hmm. about share the dignity that probably other charities would never have had that problem but we also sit in a sweet spot where no one had ever worked in this space before so we got to we got to you know, I never remember reading about ending period poverty until I started writing about it. Now it's being used all over the world, right? Yeah. Period pride. When we came out with the campaign for period pride, I'd never seen that anywhere. Like that, that wording actually came up with me in a meeting with Supray. So, and now mm. I see it all the time. So we actually have made massive impact in Australia, but we've actually started to mould how the world is talking about periods and period poverty. I love it. And I love that you've just, you know, there isn't, you don't have that concern. You don't have that, that challenge, but you know, your profile has grown though. And I guess, how have you, how do you manage that personally? Um, You know, being so, and you do, you put yourself forward a lot. You put yourself out there a lot. It like, how do you show up consistently? Yeah, look, I'm just, I'm just me. I'm raw, I'm real, I make mistakes, I excel at things, but I make mistakes and then I shine, right? Um, I love to listen to people. I love to hear people's stories and I love to connect. And I also now I sit in a space where I've probably got a little bit more time to drop the ladder down. I have no idea how the first six years of Share the Dignity even went. I don't have any idea. It actually feels like the beginning of the birth of a child where you just didn't sleep you didn't it was just quite unhealthy but we got there and I think I now sit in a space where it's really um important for me to drop ladders down you know like I constantly get messages oh can you do a grade 12 an interview with a girl who's in grade 12 of course I can Mm -hmm. you know it's 10 minutes whereas you know probably throughout the years I've always tried to do whatever I could but that that cost came at my health Mm-hmm. So now my health is my highest priority this year and there is a real balance and calm that comes with that. You, you do show up in the most spectacular ways, though. In the Osmumpreneur Awards, you showed up in a hospital bed. Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> I just had my hysterectomy. Um, I was drugged off my choppers. Um, but I, was, I wasn't actually, I didn't even think that I was even going to win because, like, I had already won so many awards through Osmumpreneurs, right? And so I also never, ever would apply for award, an award that I've already won mm-hmm. um, because I think it's time for somebody. If you've shown, that's really cool. You, the whole point for me to get awards was always to get the name of Share the Dignity out there. Right, because the more people that know about Share the Dignity, the more people who will donate to us and the more people will not go without. So that is the only ever reason I've ever gone to awards and to put myself into the room with people like you, with people like Mm. who can make a difference to help Share the Dignity. So um, when I, um, I actually was watching from my hospital bed because I love watching the successes and the stories of the amazing women that are part of the Osmumpreneurs. So I actually was really off my chops really so yeah <laughs> completely was... dressed in my pink pajamas I'm always probably on brand in pink right yeah yeah um but yeah kind of don't really remember it but Anita East um one of my friends had sent me the link the next I think in a couple of days after I'd got home from hospital yeah so yeah. I loved it and I mean that is the epitome of, of showing you know so show up as you are how you are yeah. anytime and you did it and what you said before about being raw and real and that is your magnetism and that is so attractive and that is so 
um, people just want to hear about what you're doing and, and you are so selfless in that you, you do put show the dignity first. And I can see that anybody can see in talking to you any time that I've seen you speak about it, that you genuinely love it and, and care about what you're doing. And if that means that you have to be there and you have to talk about it, then that's what you're going to do. Yeah, I, I absolutely think it's a privilege. I cannot believe that I get to do something every single day that I love. And that is, you know, about the passion of Share the Dignity. It's about the volunteers. It's about our corporates. It's about every our charities that we work with. I get to show up and be part of that every single day. And I, I, and I eat and breathe it. And I think, you know, there are people in my life that are a bit jealous of it. You know, I've got a an amazing husband that stood by the 20 hours of work that goes in to share the dignity every day and still loves you stupid. So, you know, I take my hat off to him. And we need those supports, don't we? We need those oh, other absolutely. people. Got, yeah. It's got to be coming from you, but if you don't have that team around you, yeah, um, it makes it all a bit harder. And so you also have just started an awesome thing, which I love. And I literally wrote to my husband before and said, we need to take photos of my dresses today um, because it's now, get, tell me the name, Dress for Dignity. Dress for Dignity. There you yeah. go. So tell me about Dress for Dignity and how that came about. Yeah, so Dress for Dignity came about in the very same similar fashion as It's in the Bag. So It's in the Bag is our Christmas appeal where we ask people to give a handbag, fill it with life's necessities, like shampoo, conditioner, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, soap, sanitary items, then drop them in to their Bunnings at the last two weeks of November. Um, and that came about when I was cleaning out my bathroom cupboard on a mm -hmm. Sunday when it was raining and I started to, I had too many handbags, I had too many things from, I'd been a netball coach, I had been a trainer, I people had been giving me stuff over the years and I never used anything other than all of you, land. And my normal shampoo and conditioner, right? So it didn't matter what anyone gave me. I just used the basic of stuff. And so that's how It's in the Bag started. And then seven years later, we've collected 730,000 of them to make life brighter for women who are spending Christmas in domestic violence shelters or homelessness or extreme poverty over Christmas. So during COVID in 2020, and I think it was, I think it was the Easter, April. So it was this time two years ago, we were in lockdown. Mm -hmm. And we had just, after a lot of tears, and I'm going to get emotional talking about this, we had to cancel our high teas. So we normally mm -hmm. hold a high tea um, in May, 12 of them, 5,000 people attend all over Australia. It's the biggest fundraiser advocacy piece that we do. And we had to make that really big decision to cancel it. That was half a million dollars gone. Yeah. We did that by two years, right? So really tough decisions by charities had to be made. And you really had to think about, long and hard, you know, if Share the Dignity didn't exist, who the bloody hell would do this? The yeah. government's not interested, right? So it was, it's our job and it is my responsibility to make sure that we have a sustainable charity that continues to grow and be able to continue impacting the women that, that need help. Anyway, so go back to COVID, in lockdown. We didn't have a lot of lockdowns in Brisbane, but I and I actually quite enjoyed them. I'd alphabetized my Tupperware cupboard, my books. I'd done everything and got to my cupboard and just went, I got too many dresses. Mm -hmm. I got dresses in size 10, size 12, size 14, size 16, free-flowing, doesn't matter what size you are. I've got them in every size, right? And I just thought there had to be a way that we could do a similar thing like it's in the bag. I'm finished loving this dress. And somebody else, I'm going to put it up on a site and somebody else, like an online um, marketplace. 
there wasn't anything in the world like it. Um, and I'm like, not really. Could this lady from Sandgate be the person who thinks that? I like, I'm always like, always yes. questioning myself. How am I the person that has to bring this up and bring it to the world? Like, I'm so grateful that I get to, but how can I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, right? So I'm like, how does this happen? Anyway, so, um, you know, within 18 months, we've now launched Dress for Dignity. The premise is really simple. If every woman in Australia donated one of her dresses out of her cupboard, we could eradicate period poverty. We could ensure that we decrease the landfill. We can make mm-hmm. a difference. Every time you donate a dress, you get a tax deduction for a dress that you didn't even wear anyway. Yes. So how cool is that? And we'll be able to give vouchers to women in, who've turned up at domestic violence services so they can choose, oh, I'd like a size 12 dress in pink and they'll be able to choose that that is not an option for women in domestic violence services at this current point in time so um yeah so I'm really super excited so you know the whole messaging is donate one dress every woman just donate one dress we've all got one dress too many and it's not just dresses it can be blouses it can be shoes it can be jewelry it's babies even children's clothes uh it was just it wasn't especially during that time when we were not using our clothing I was doing like an everyday dress up in something so I'm sitting around wearing like a a ball gown in my house but you know realistically and then um, for people who are probably my stage of life where I've had a child even if I do get back to a certain weight or whatever we always have these aspirations but it didn't matter because my body shape has changed and so it's like those dresses I had I wore them they were great for the time do I really need to wear them again? Especially dresses you wear to weddings and things like that. We spend so much money on, and then you can only wear you only wear them two or three times because they're a statement piece, and then you got to ship them off. So, what a beautiful place! And there is that thing of sometimes you're taking them to um, charity shops, which do a wonderful job, but they also get a lot of volume, and they don't necessarily not everything gets to go out on on the floor. So it's lovely to give it to a place, especially if it's good quality. I have things sometimes where I'm like, oh, I want somebody else to have a story in this dress. I want yeah. somebody else to have give this dress a second life. So That's right. And it really was about, you know, I, like you, have got dresses that I've bought for occasions and I've probably worn them three or four times, but I'm not going to probably wear it again. It probably doesn't fit anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I want somebody else to love her, right? And, you know, for, and my my initial thought was, you know, even if people were selling a $20 drag, a yeah. dress, even if that dress costs you $200, $400, you're not wearing it anyway yeah. and somebody else is going to love it. It loses the value, but you see, yeah, you sit there and you're like, I spent that much money, but if it no longer has a purpose for you and yeah. if you're doing the Marie Kondo thing, if you still love that dress but it doesn't fit you, take find the photo of you wearing that dress and get that photo out and then that's the memory. You don't need the physical item to have yeah. the memory of what that, that dress stood for and it's just it's so cleansing too and it means that if you would like new things in your wardrobe you can get them because I always look at my wardrobe and go oh, I've got enough stuff but I'm not wearing the things in there so why not go yeah. get something new and Absolutely. in terms of showing up you want to feel good and so if, if you're trying to fit into something that doesn't really suit where you're at in your life go and get yourself something that fits properly suits you as you are and give that gorgeous dress that you used to love to such an amazing cause and remember how good it feels when you wear something new so imagine buying something from somebody else that they have finished Mm. loving and knowing that you're wearing a dress for dignity dress like you're just out there and you're like super proud about it 
Well, I hope yours are up there because you have some fabulous. I see all your, I your fabulous I just, items. <laughs> I have just kissed goodbye an orange um, age dress that I bought um, that I loved, but I probably wore it about five times, and then I thought, you know what? I don't think I like me in orange. No, so I've just I, loved I, I it. I remember you in that one. You look fab. You did uh, look fab. <laughs> right. I've loved yeah. it and kissed it on, and somebody else, her name is Rachel, bought it. Oh, no way. I was going to say, back off, everyone. I'm getting on the website. <laughs> and my sister-in-law loves orange, so I'll have yeah. to keep a look out on there. Um, there. And you do have one other thing, uh, thing, one other wonderful event that gets to bring people in, and I did it last year for the first time, and that was Move Dignity. Yes, I love Move for Dignity. Actually, Move for Dignity started as Yoga for Dignity. So it actually started as um, Australia had never seen a mass yoga event and yet 2 million Australians every week participate in yoga. And I thought, you know what, I love, for me, yoga is a must. Like it comes, it's the only thing that comes my brain. Um, and imagine if everybody stood in United at the same time. So our first couple of years, yoga instructors all over Australia um, donated their time for a class and then people loaded to participate in a class and then we grew it to running yoga <laughs> swimming cycling so we called it move for dignity okay. so it is really about just moving and knowing that you're making a difference in the world by moving and as a as an old personal trainer I know how good it is for your mental health it's good for your body but it's so good for your mental health to be out there getting the sunshine and finding the exercise that you love to do. So who are we to box it into running or to yoga or to cycling into now it's just move for dignity. So in October, we have teams and people register and they nominate whether they want to. I'm going to every year, except for last year, because I just had my hysterectomy, I walk a hundred kilometers in that yeah. month. And I always seem to exceed it because people are gathering and walking with me and I love a good walk and a talk. So, you know, I hope it also creates connections, but it also creates the awareness and the funds that we need to be able to continue doing the work that we do. Yeah, it was so lovely. And we actually did it as a team. So one of my beautiful clients, Amanda Thompson, she's a big, I think she does the it's in the bag every year with her girls and has done move for dignity, but she brought it to our business chicks group and said, who would like to to do this and I think we ended up with 15 or so of us and we had a chat as well and so we kept accountable and shared what we were doing and um, we all we all put, picked things that were achievable for us and so for at the time I think I said 2,000 steps a day or something was like my kind of average I said I'll yeah. I want to you know or it was 100,000 steps over the month or something I was like that's yeah. achievable for me where I'm at right now yeah but it was just so lovely to share that and um, and to have a group goal. And we are business women, so a lot of us were quite competitive. <laughs> so we're awesome. watching the other teams. I think Google were up there as well. And we're like, we're going to take out Google. Like, come on. Um, it was really interesting, the whole team dynamic. Um, I, I love it, right? But And it's nice to know that um, when you're in that month that you're all there for the one goal, mm -hmm. but you're all still supporting each other, right? Yeah, it was lovely to have the chats and then the chat let off you know we'd say hello and I've done this or here's me on my walk or you know and you love my baby boy I'd, I'd take him he was my little walking buddy so we'd yeah. do photos together and it was just nice but then you know other things would come up so we'd start chatting about that too and we said we could you know we couldn't all be together um not not through COVID but distance as well yeah so let's be together um virtually so it was a beautiful event and I think it's so nice to have these different ways that people can um 
you know, and some people may not be able to necessarily give a lot themselves financially, but they can fundraise and they can use their voice and use their action and activity. Absolutely. I I always say the most important thing that anyone can do for us is to use their voice, right? Mm -hmm. So um, have a conversation about period poverty, have a conversation about the solution, have a conversation about periods, full stop, right? Because to remove the shame and stigma is part of the problem. Yes, absolutely. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of the period undies. And it's really interesting having those conversations. Even my mother-in-law the other week did some washing. She's like, you know, can I just ask you about these? And she's like, isn't it a bit like gross and stuff? And I was like, no, it's not gross. And like, this is how they work and it's environmentally friendly and they're more comfortable for me. And that's, you know, and imagine if you, you know, didn't have, weren't able to buy these things all the time. If you had one pair of these or the menstrual cup, you know, then you can use that. I know that the menstrual cups were being given out in um, Nepal and it was it was so much, you know, better for them because they had access to water. They yeah. didn't necessarily have access to bins and things like that. So to dispose of, um, you know, to keep all these pads and tampons and then to have to dispose of them as well, the menstrual cup took all of that away. And it's just like, why can't we talk about something that happens to every woman every month? Absolutely. Many, many, many years. Yeah. And why are we not teaching our boys at school that end up being men, somebody's partner, you know, somebody's boss, somebody's um, uncle? We need to make sure that we're educating boys and girls so that we don't end up with the world that we live in now where men are really embarrassed by the lack of education that they've had in this space Mm -hmm. and not knowing the answers. Yeah, absolutely. And there's always that like, um, I remember my, my husband, then boyfriend at the time, went to, um, you know, went and bought pads for me and it was, he even took a photo in the aisle and he's like, what do I do? Like, it's very overwhelming. And I was like, it's overwhelming. thank you. And thank you for asking me my preference. But, it, you know, at that point, anything would have done. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's such a, hopefully that becomes a norm and not these dads going in and, you know, it's always in comedy movies where the dad has to go in and it's like, why can't you be doing the shopping and the dad just buy just a product but, yeah you know just like shampoo but a bit more essential um yeah absolutely and have that but remove that stigma um uh I just feel it all oh, so emotional this whole conversation you are absolutely phenomenal but so very humble and so very passionate and what you said about the way that you're showing up um and removing any shame that you have so that so many other people can have this access and have this conversation um so it's a privilege to be in your presence oh thank you and so please tell us I love being connected to you how can others be connected to you or you know to of course most importantly share the dignity yeah look follow share the dignity um share the share a post talk about how you've either never knew that the problem existed or how you're going to be part of the solution there's so many problems in the world that are just too hard to fix, right? I can't fix the problem in Ukraine. I cannot work out how do we get houses for everybody, but Mm -hmm. I absolutely truly believe that we can eradicate period poverty here in Australia. I think there is enough of us, and even if I only included the women, um, to be able to help a sister out and make sure that she doesn't go without. So please make sure that you're part of that solution. Follow me on LinkedIn. Um, but you know, when you're following Share the Dignity, it it is a good blend of everything, right? Um, mm-hmm. it does get the bogan from Brighton in there <laughs> having my having my rant about something that's happened, you know, like if we look at 
today's news and how bad the housing crisis is right now and what the ripple effects of that will be on women and children and families in Australia is phenomenal. And, oh, God, I wish I could fix all the problems out there, but I can't. So I stay in my lane and I do what I do and I do it as well as I can. And you do it bloody brilliantly. And I love that you've given us a call to action. So please, if you listen to this episode, um, share a post from Share the Dignity, share this episode so more people can hear it. And as Rochelle does so beautifully, use your voice and be part of the solution. Amazing. Thank you for your time, Rochelle. Thank you so very much. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Live and Love Your Brand. I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you'd leave a review, rate this podcast and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at lovelycoms, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and please do join the gorgeous community, Live and Love Your Brand, our Facebook group. Or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand, then head on over to lovelycommunications.com. Again, lovely is L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, communications.com to learn how you can work with me. My clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of. From starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life, they have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.